Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Graduation was yesterday. Years of study at the Academy culminates to this point. They get paraded in front of their peers, family, faculty, and the strangers alike to show that they have learned something. It was a great honor, or at least it was supposed to be. Puffles looked back at the skyline of Aetherport. It was his home for many years and years longer at the Academy. Aetherport's Academagi Institute. It was a good school, if not a little pretentious. Hard for a place like that not to be. You can't have a group of people all together in one place wielding some of the greatest magical power known and not have some of them become full of themselves. Puffles never really felt at home there, but where else would you get this kind of education? His leather and metal bound book hung at his side, chained to his belt securely and locked with arcane runes to keep anyone else from taking it from him. It was the proof of his time at the Academy. It was a diploma of sorts, given to him at the ceremony yesterday. He was still not used to the weight, though. It was an odd feeling, though, watching his old spellbook getting absorbed by this new one. It was symbolic, he guessed, his movement from student to a true wizard. Even more symbolic to him, though, was walking away from Aetherport. No great procession leading him out of town, no flower petals thrown at his paws, and certainly no tears from anyone. He really was moving on now. All he could think is what the road could show him. Nothing. That was the answer he realized several days later. Almost a week later, it was definitely the answer. He plunked himself down at a tavern in some backwoods nondescript little town. A bell something, it was called. He couldn't remember. As soon as he walked into town, people looked at him the same. Monster. Fell beast. Feral. The odd person or two would ask for help magically repairing something, like a bowl that fell from a high shelf due to a careless child, or help clearing up some supposedly magical ailment. Most of those were because they spent more time at a brothel than in the warmth of their own bed. But he wasn't there to judge. The bartender eyed him from far enough away he couldn't tell if he smelled fear or just the stink of the tavern, which obviously needed a more thorough hand at cleaning. He wasn't used to this anymore. Aetherport was more lax, and the academy was home to all kinds, so there wasn't any room for this kind of attitude. He ordered a drink with a nervous calm. 
The bartender called for a woman in the back, a heavy set woman, middle aged. She made the drink while attempting small talk. Where he came from, where he was going, the usual noise. She handed him the drink with a smile and he laid an extra couple of coins down for her. She was nice. At least she tried to make small talk. She bowed her head gratefully and went back about her task. An hour and a few more unnecessary drinks later, he realized he just kept ordering because she was nice and decided to call it and try to get out of town to find a place to set up camp. There was a nice spot a little ways away from town. He was shielded from view and had plenty of room for a fire and camp. He went about setting up and tried to find food for the night, which came in the form of a couple of rabbits that strayed too close to camp. He wasn't a great hunter, so he was glad for the ease of the catch. A quick snap of his fingers and a little jolt of lightning was enough to put the two down. The smell of the meat cooking made his mouth water. He was hungry and should have eaten earlier. The prices in some of these small towns is ridiculous and he spent too much on drinks. Not much longer and they would be ready. A shout from town. It pierced through the setting darkness. Puffles turned his ears towards the noise. Curious. Probably somebody walking in on their supposed love with a neighbor or whatever was not his problem. Then another rang out, sharper and more panicked than the first. He stood and his blood ran cold. He could hear the sound of horses galloping around town and now more shouts, not scared screams, but commanding voices and angry tones. His legs stiffened and he didn't know what to do. His mind did the math. What would happen if he went in there and people were getting hurt? If there was a lot of them, he couldn't do anything anyway and he would get himself hurt or killed. He turned to walk further into the wood when another voice belted into the air. It was the woman from the bar. He recognized it. That instant was his moment, his decision point. He ran. The low branches scraped through his fur and thorny brush bit into his paws. It didn't matter. He had to move. He burst through the bushes and into view of the town finally. He saw the cause of the panic now. There were five horses and people in equal number, along with a cart strapped to a sixth. They were taking things and throwing them into the cart. It looked like anything that would have a higher value than just a couple of copper. They laughed and joked with themselves about the misfortune of these poor people. Puffles couldn't contain it anymore. He unchained the book from his hip and charged in letting out a roar that even his father would have been jealous of and watched as the color drained from the faces of the thieves. Their hands went for weapons at their sides or back, but the first one wasn't quick enough, and Puffles gathered a magic flame in his hand and threw it at the rugged-looking man. The bolts of flame struck him, and its wriggling fire licked around his body and burned him out until he fell screaming. His book hovered in front of him and helped him make his decision for the fate of the next. He pounced onto a burly, muscled man with a chest of jewelry in his arms. Puffles gripped either side of the man's head, and the magic responded with arcs of electricity, ignoring the resistance between his paws. He stood up and looked to the next, who aimed a crossbow in his direction. She tasted more of what the last one did, and he threw out a length of electric energy and grabbed her, pulled her into his open paw. He tossed the unconscious woman aside and looked wildly for the next, but there was nothing. The cowards ran. He grabbed the book out of the air and chased after them. He saw their rushed footsteps in the dirt. Luckily, he was between them and the horses, or they'd be long gone by now. 
He rounded the corner of a building, and the next thing he knew, he was looking up at the sky. Pain. Stabbing pain in his stomach. He looked down and saw two shafts sticking from his gut. Oh, gods, no. A man appeared above him, his rotten-toothed smile leering down at him as he pulled the drawstring back on his bow. Puffles focused. He knew the spell. He had to get away. He heard the twang of the bow and closed his eyes, but nothing felt different. No new pain. He opened his eyes and looked forward. He was a distance from them now. The shocked expressions on their faces told him the spell worked. He shouted out to them, I am Puffles, wizard and keeper of the Tome of Arrestius. You have forfeited your life by hurting these people. Puffles focused again. He didn't have much left, but hopefully enough to finish off these two and not make a fool of himself. That thought melted as the laughs began. Oh, no, they were mocking his name. He looked at them and heard a whimper noise from behind him. The one he hit first wasn't finished. The man stood with the woman from the bar in front of him and a knife at her throat. He started to panic. He didn't help these people. He made it worse. She reacted faster than he did, though. She slammed her heel down on top of the man's foot and slammed an elbow into his nose, immediately sending him into tears and wails of pain. Puffles reacted immediately and threw out arcs of electricity at the two still standing. The bolt struck true to them as the power latched on and made them shudder and fall to the ground writhing. The next day, Puffles put his belongings and equipment into the saddlebags of his new horse and turned to the people watching him. They all said their farewells again and almost overly thanked him for what he did. The bounty from the thieves made a lot of people there rich. Puffles took his share but left most of it for the people. This wasn't the first town the thieves had hit, it seems. He looked to the woman walking up to him again. Her name was Ingrid, the one from the bar she told him after the dust settled. She smiled and handed him a piece of parchment. It looked to have been torn off of a nail. Someone came and put this up at the tavern a few weeks ago, she said. No one seemed to care about it, but it looks like these people need help. I think they need someone like you. Puffles looked at the paper. Iron's Edge. He hadn't heard of it, but he hadn't been out of Aetherport for most of his life. Maybe this was what the road was trying to show him all along. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 